Ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and I am Mr. Warren Hayes, and this is the Raw Recap edition of the moment of joy that I enjoy spending with you all. We're going to be talking about the the March 25th edition, 2019, of Monday Night Raw. We're on the we're on the road to WrestleMania. We are on we're 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 like we're two weeks in to the biggest wrestling event of the year. And by golly gee willikers, are we hype? Do you guys want to know just how hype we are? All right, that's how hype we are. We are so hype on the road to WrestleMania right now, and I can't can't imagine. That's enough out of you. <laughs> can't imagine how hype everyone in the live chat is right now. Man, oh man, we have got another fantastic crowd because, as you know, as you know, uh, I record these uh, recap shows live every Monday night as far as Raw goes, and every Tuesday night, as far as SmackDown Live goes, right here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and it's always a pleasure because we have a great bunch, a fantastic collection of human beings right now in the chat. We have the exquisite... Kristen Ashley, who is also editor-in-chief of DivaDashNerd.com. We have Anthony from Smart to Death, Shane Haas. Hello, Shane, uh, who is here as well. Blaine, uh, of course. Joe Anthony's here. Uh, Jamie Tannick is here. Uh, who else? Who else is here? JPQ is here as well. Uh, and everything should go smoothly as long as we don't talk about Juice Robinson. Robert Larry has joined us. Folks, folks, there's a bunch of people that are just eager to chat wrestling and, of course, go completely off topic because that's what they do here. And if you ever do have the opportunity, the chance to join us live, please do. It's a good time. And I'm very, very proud of of, uh, of my wrestling chat room. I really, really am. There's fant- And that's because of the quality of fantastic people who are here. Oh, CM Phil is here as well and Michael Stepney. You see, and they, and they're all familiar faces. They're all people that 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 congregate here, and I'm and it's my pleasure to welcome them. And if you're not watching live, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. That's the beauty of what we do here is that you can you can then listen to this on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes whenever you like, or maybe you don't like YouTube. Maybe you prefer to listen to the audio of all of this. Well. The audio is released in podcast form so that you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, 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 Podbean. New, uh, brand new application called Himalaya, which uh, which the Mr. Warren Hayes Show is uh, is now a part of as well. Great little little spot there as well. Neat app, well designed. I like that. I fiddled around with it a bit. Yeah, I fiddled around with it a bit, and. Uh, <laughs> And it would—it's it, fantastic. You should go. Uh, you should check that one out as well. Um, 
so do that. Go, go right ahead. And you know, and I don't want to impose or oblige, but you know, doing the the thumbs ups or the likes or the subscribes or the follows, depending on your platform that you're listening to this on, it helps. It helps a great deal, and I would appreciate it. And it, and if you're watching this live, by the way, if you want to tweet the link out, get more people in here. Well, that's fantastic. We can do that. We can have more and more people joining us. So, hey, this is the week before WrestleMania week. So this week, I have my 205. Uh, no, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm jumping the gun here a bit. I have my uh, my typical, usual SmackDown Live recap, which happens on, uh, on Tuesday, right after SmackDown, around 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so that's business as usual. Then on Wednesday, I will do my 205 Live NXT NXT recap show over on FightfulSelect.com, the premium service of Fightful.com, which should be and has to be and must be your premium news source for everything combat sports slash wrestling. It's all there. You need to go check that out. I contribute to the uh, to the premium service, Fightful Select. I do my... Uh, so I, I cover 205 Live NXT NXT UK there. Every uh, Wednesday night, I do it live there as well for members. Uh, you All you have to do is subscribe for five bucks a month and you get my stuff. You get Steven Jensen, who does The Weekender, where he covers non-WWE programming. You get Sean Ross Sapp, who just... He, he just poops out content. That's all he does. He just poops it out. Just goes like, poops it out. <laughs> uh, it's And you get all sorts of... Um, of uh of news previews and some exclusives go check it out uh, and it'd be my pleasure to have you there fightfulselect.com i was i i, I also uh, joined uh kristen ashley on her podcast over on fightful uh the, the 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 main site the main main site uh she uh she did another edition of her of the division the uh podcast dedicated to women's wrestling um, we were joined by, uh, Scarlett, oh, I forget her last name, Harris, I think, Kristen, if you want to correct me, I think it's Scarlett Harris, uh, who, uh, and, uh, Joe Soriano of Daily DDT, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they, and I was there as well as a panelist, joining Kristen, where we talked about women's wrestling, and that, again, is available on Fightful.com right now, it's available since this weekend, so you should check that out as well. And uh, next week, man, next week is going to be WrestleMania week. And I am going crazy, crazy. Thank you. It, it is Harris. Thank you, Anthony, for confirming it, even though I asked Kristen. But thank you, Anthony. I don't know why. Uh, it is uh, Scarlett Harris. Apologies to Scarlett if you're listening. I just drew a blank. I'm sorry. Um, but next week is WrestleMania week, and that is going to be cuckoo crazy. Oh, and another thing I did as well, over on the Smart to Death channel, uh, youtube.com slash smart to death, head on over there. Uh, myself and JPQ have been joining Anthony uh, of Smart to Death. Uh, uh, we've, been, we've been doing bracketology specials for the New Japan Cup, and that came to a... To an end this weekend, so we did our final edition there. And even if you don't, honest to God, if you even if you don't watch New Japan, or you kind of do, but you're not aware of who's who, and I find we had a great time, especially on the last show, 
And even even if you like, even if you don't know anyone in New Japan, if you do know a bit about wrestling, you like to hear people banter and be a little a little nutso about wrestling. It's a, it was a good time. The all, all the episodes we did was a good were a good time, and this one last Sunday was the the final one. You should check that out as well. Over on Fightful, uh, not Fightful, but uh, <laughs> YouTube.com. I spread myself too thin. YouTube.com slash smart to death or uh you know the audio is also available on podcasts applications for smart to death next week is going to be nuts i'm going to be doing my recaps my typical re my usual recaps by the way the 205 live nxt nxt uk recap in two weeks from now not this wednesday but next wednesday wrestlemania wednesday is going to be available for Everyone, it's going to be a free preview of Fightful Select, a little, a, a bit of a WrestleMania uh, gift from Fightful to you. Uh, so if you're not subscribed, you'll be able to finally get a, a taste, a chance, an opportunity to see what I do there. Uh, I'm going to have my TakeOver Prediction show. I'm putting together a WrestleMania preview show. Uh, it's. I'm also doing uh, the post show, the takeover post show on Fightful. I'm doing the G1 Supercard post show on Saturday. Uh, yeah, I'm already exhausted just thinking about it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something. I mean, we'll talk about that a little later. Right now, I um, I want to uh, I want to mention that today, uh, today was announced right. The um, it was announced today that the Hart Foundation was going to be uh, inducted into the uh, this year's Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people being inducted again this year, isn't there? <sighs> anyway, I won't be watching the Hall of Fame this year because I'm going to be watching the the, the G1 Supercard. But uh, look, I mean, it's hard it's hard to argue against uh, the Hall of Fame being in there. I'm personally a little, just a wee tiny bit disappointed that Jimmy Hart isn't in there. Uh, I think it would have made him a two-time inductee. But um, I'm a little disappointed that he's not in there because he was he was very, very important to the, uh, uh, to the formative, the initial years of the Hart Foundation. He was, he was very much the glue uh, of, uh, of the team and he really, really did help put him over. Even though later iterations he was he wasn't around, especially when the team was a baby face. Um, did something happen? It says OBS disconnected. Am I still on? And reconnection was successful. Okay. Okay. Apologies if you're watching this live and nothing happened. I just had a really strange little uh, a really okay. Everything seems, everything seems to be fine. I don't think the stream was compromised in any way. No, everything seems okay. Okay, that was strange. <laughs> Just got a, a message that's saying that OBS had disconnected. Anyway, but I'm good with the Hart Foundation coming into, uh, coming into the Hall of Fame. Good for Brett. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I think it's good that, uh, you know, with uh, Jim Neidhart's death, that uh, that they just capitalize on this this year, you know. Natalia will probably uh, say something very heartfelt. It'll be a good moment. Uh, but man, again, I think the Hall of Fame is going to be a little too uh, oversaturated with people. I would say. But I mean, it's still. 
as far as a Hall of Fame tag team goes, it's hard to it's hard to disagree with the choice of uh, of the Hart Foundation. They were extremely extremely important uh, an extremely important tag team for the WWF back in the day. Launched the career of Brett. Ah, it's it's a good it's a good choice. It's a good choice. Hope everyone is enjoying uh, themselves in the chat right now. I think, uh, oh, is Kristen putting over her birthday? It's not even today. It's not even, it's not even, it's not even coming up soon. Kristen, darling, take it easy. Don't have to get, uh, don't get people all, you know, worked up about your birthday just yet. We still have a full week. Her birthday is WrestleMania weekend, actually. So, you know, then, you know, I understand that she might want to talk about it now because she doesn't want to be overshadowed by all the wrestling. That's what we're going to be talking about, right? Uh, Anywho, let's go right ahead. Let's go right ahead and talk about tonight's Raw. Um, I'm I'm going to tell you folks, my 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 colleagues, my chums here in the uh, uh, here in the chat tonight. Um. The um, and and all of you listening, I found tonight's raw to be a slog to get through, and I think it's mostly because I feel like, like, I've dis I, I I've talked about this before, and it's been a while since I haven't uh, since I haven't talked about it. WWE's capacity of giving us the impression, you know, okay, let me backtrack a bit. I'm trying to say too many things at once, and language doesn't permit that. I have to use my words properly. You know when you tell a story? A st- when you tell a story, you usually go, you start at point A, then you go to point B, then you go to point C, then you go to point D, and point E might be your conclusion, right? That's what you do. You know, you just you just go from step to step. You want your story to progress, to advance. WWE has this capacity to make us think that the storyline is progressing, going from point A to point B to point C to point D, when in fact, you're going from point A to point B to point B, point B to point B to point B, then you go to point C, and then even in some occasions, you go back to point B before going back to point C. And I feel like tonight was one of these episodes where we're treading in point B, we're just we're we're on um, we're on a treadmill. We're on a treadmill at point B. That's what I feel. I felt it was like so. So tonight, I'm telling you, I I I'm despite it all. All right, despite the 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 long in the tooth edition and the stuff that I was like, mm, just give me something. I want something to happen. I'm going to tell you guys, we are going to do our best to be so hype, so hype for WrestleMania. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to try my best to get us all really, really hype despite everything that happened tonight. (laughs) I mean, there was some, there's there's some bright spots as per usual, but one of these bright spots was not the beat the clock challenge. Don't be negative, Warren. 
It doesn't look doesn't good, look good on you. It's not a good sheen for you. Um. All right. As you all heard by now, WWE announced this morning that the um, that the WrestleMania main event was going to be the triple threat match for the women's Raw tag, uh, not tag, the women's Raw. <coughs> Pardon me, but I think <laughs> I think I've been wanting to to sneeze like that for like the past minute or so, and it's been like right there. I've been wanting it to come out. I've sort of like been not trying to sniffle too much. Like, no, no, just let this bastard come out. Thank God it's done. I deserve a sip of water for that. Mm. So, okay, so we've heard that the, the main event of WrestleMania is going to be the triple threat match for the uh, Raw Women's title. And that is excellent news. We're going to put that out there. If you if you disagree with that, well, you're entitled to, <laughs> but you're wrong. This is fantastic news. It is a this this is a momentous occasion. This is, I mean, we're going to hear first time ever over and over again. But it is a big deal. It is a huge deal, and it is the right decision. Uh, and, uh, it is, it is the right decision the, uh, it, it, because of, uh, of the, the people that are involved, the talent that's there, nothing is hotter, or at least was anyway, you know, it's smart. It's really what they had to do at this point. Um, and I'm thrilled about it. So WWE got all the news coverage. It made sense that they open up the raw, um, tonight's raw. <clears throat> with um with uh with their women with the three women that are involved in this uh in the main event right you know you, we got the the flurry of headlines from corporate news websites you know didn't see any didn't see any fightful headlines in there <laughs> but uh, and you know it's that's how they decided to start raw ronda comes out first of course you know the mainstream uh mainstream uh baby face in a certain sense the people that everyone uh the the, the one that people understand uh, immediately can identify household names so on and so forth um she comes out uh there's extremely loud we want becky chance and uh and she says uh, you know I only have one thing thing to say you're welcome because she's taken it upon herself to have elevated the women into this position. And she drops the mic, but she picks it back up. And she says uh, she's going to make Charlotte and Becky tap at WrestleMania. And she drops the mic and she picks it back up again. I kind of liked I kind of liked that little that little gimmick she had going there until speaking of gimmicks. She said, I'm not sure what a beat-the-clock match is. Must be one of these pointless gimmicks. Let's just get, get this crap over with. And that, that I didn't like. That was, that I, that I did not care for at all. Because it is a, that's a perfect way, just in, in those few words, just to eliminate... Um, 
just to el 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 eliminate the uh, any interest in the match that's coming up. Just completely bury the match. Using, you know, using kayfabe terminology like that, I don't like it. I, I'm not a fan of that. I really, really didn't care for it. So the riot squad come out because they're going. They're the sacrificial lambs in this uh, beat the clock situation. Becky comes out. She tells, she 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 asks Ronda to stop being a weirdo. <laughs> and uh, she says she was, uh, you know, that uh, Ronda was given all the big money contract, all the opportunities. Becky says that I am the best thing that's happened to you, Ronnie. I saved your title run. Then Charlotte comes out and she says the main event at WrestleMania isn't because of the last six months that Becky's done. Not because of Ronda. It's because of all the effort I put into it. That's why we're here. So we get the uh so we get the um we we get the um beat the clock match. For some reason I want to call it a gauntlet match, but it's it, it's not. It's not. Now, um so basically what happened, Ronda beat um Sarah Logan in a minute 25. Charlotte was unable to have Ruby Riot tap out before a minute 25, whereas Becky Lynch uh, got um, got live in a jackknife cover for uh, for the win. She was I I didn't write down the time, uh, but she did manage to uh, she did manage to beat. Uh, she did manage to beat uh, uh, Ronda's time, so she won. Uh, so she won the gauntlet match. Now, I gotta tell you guys. There are two ways that this match could have mattered, could have been interesting, could have been fun. Two things could have been added here. The first one, stakes. Why, why were they doing this? Don't give me the bragging rights answer. All right? Why are the women who are participating in two weeks, fighting all three of them, fighting amongst themselves. Why are they in a match with three other women where they have to f beat, try to beat their opponents' times? What are the stakes? Why are we doing this? Is there some kind of advantage to be had in the triple threat? Anything! Just anything, not not a situation where oh well the the one who gets the least uh, smallest time uh, uh, gets kicked out of the match. No, we're done with that. All right, there's we're done with that. But had there been some kind of situation that would have motivated all three to really push themselves, right then and there, that would have been something to latch onto. Second of all, give them time. This was over in with opening with when you include the opening promos the introductions and the matches themselves it was done in the first quarter hour this didn't serve anyone really there've been people on on twitter who have been telling me 
oh, well, this works for Ronda because Ronda, her thing was running into matches and beating women quickly. That was her thing when she was in UFC. But we haven't seen her do that in big matches here in WWE. She has been putting on competitive matches. Why is it that all of a sudden she can beat people in a minute 25? And why suddenly can Becky Lynch beat her so... If that's the thing, it's like Ronda can beat people really, really quickly. Well, Becky Lynch can beat people faster. Is that is is this what we're supposed to glean out of this situation? Because it's stupid. Because we know that the main event at WrestleMania is not going to last a minute 25. If it does, a lot of people are going to be mad. They can tell you that much. But it won't. Just give this time. Give us a reason to get behind this match. And what I thought, what, what boggled my imagination, even further than the, sh the shortness of it, is if indeed the idea for WWE to put this match on and to put it at the start of the show was to further promote the main event and show off the three women, there was nothing to show off here. It was... It did come off as a gimmick. Ronda was kind of right. It did come off as a, you know, a weak little situation, you know? That's the, this is what, this is what sort of made my mind melt. No one looked good here. No one came out looking stronger. Everything felt rushed. Everything felt contrived. Give the match some time. Let the women actually have competitive matches. Let the Riot Squad do what the Riot Squad do best, and that is work as a team. They they had a few shades of it at first. When, you know, when Ronda was running around the ring and the Riot Squad was trying to run interference, trying to stall for time a bit, that's what the Riot Squad should have done throughout this match here, is just use this, this uh, uncanny teamwork, which has become the uh the essence of what the riot squad is use this 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 uh this capacity they have to just be on each other have each other's back to make it more difficult for the women to get uh, to 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 make time you know just be a thorn in the side and just build to something because if this was a sh like i said if this was a showcase for the women of the main event, there wasn't much to showcase. It was a was a bit of a dud. Anyway, but you know what? You know what? I I don't want to come across as a as a sourpuss because what we have, I think our main takeaway here that we have to take away here, folks, is that nonetheless the women our main eventing main, uh, WrestleMania, and that, that's some hype. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, how's everyone doing in the chat here? Um... Uh, Robert Larry says, in other words, another SOS promo from Charlotte. This is getting boring from her. I love her to death. However, this is getting beyond boredom. Yeah, okay. I, I think I, I understand what you mean. Um, 
Uh, Jamie Tannock says, like I said on Twitter, I'm a big fan of this segment a ending like their Twitter feud. <laughs> Becky and Ronda hurling insults at each other while Charlotte does absolutely nothing in the background. That that was pretty funny. Um, uh, and uh, let's see here. Uh, Anthony from Smart to that says, I hate the riot, the way the Riot Squad is booked. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's a general feeling of mine. That is a general feeling of mine. All right. So next we're moving on to Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush in a handicap match. And <clears throat> Finn Balor has to win this handicap match if he wants, if he wants to uh, to advance, if he wants to advance to uh, to WrestleMania uh, and 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 get another chance at the Intercontinental Championship held by one Bobby Lashley. Uh, Leo Rush uh, has a microphone when he comes out with Lashley. He says that uh, Finn's road to WrestleMania has to go through the both of them. And now, uh, but they're going to have to force uh, uh, Finn to leave the game like a hot piece of garbage, just like Rob Gronkowski, which is a football reference. And the only reason why I know who Rob Gronkowski, Gronk is, I'll, tr I'll just say it like that instead of trying to pronounce his name. Why I know Gronk is, is because he's Mojo Rawley's best friend, right? <laughs> That's what I've been told. Um, but, uh, but Leo says he's not cleared to compete. He's not medically cleared to compete. So Robert Lashley's partner is going to be none other than former WWE champion, Jinder Mahal. <laughs> So, you cannot not be hype to have WW, former WWE champion Jinder Mahal coming to compete, gracing our presence with his 170 up day uh, title reign. Legendary. Um, the, the, is, the deck is stacked against Finn here, folks. How will he ever pull it off? Because Lashley, when he gets in the ring, he fights Finn. He he beats him down. Balor tries to fight back with an Inziguri, but there's there's oodles, oodles of valets outside the ring. There's the Singh brothers. There's Leo Rush, and they're all trying to interfere, keeping keeping Finn from from competing properly. We come back from commercial. Finn is getting shouldered in the corner by Lashley. He tries to hit a sling blade. I can it, I say try because it looked kind of odd. And it 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 slows down uh Lashley a bit, but it allows Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, it allows him to get into the ring. He eats a basement dropkick to the face, though, by 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 Finn. Uh, a flying armbar takes Mahal down. And Lashley comes in. And Finn takes Lashley down as well. Double stomp on his chest. 
uh, he uh, Mahal gets sent to the outside. Uh, Finn tries to uh, to to go and dive on him, but the Sings trip him up. My goodness! However, is Finn going to be able to pull out of this one? Well, listen, instead of just flying onto Mahal, he waits till Mahal gets back in the ring, tosses him onto the Sings, and then Finn runs the ropes and hits a Topicon heel on everyone. The Sings, Leo Rush, Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley, they all eat it. And that allows Finn to drag Jinder Mahal back into the ring and get the coup de grace on him and... Pin former WWE champion Jinder Mahal to so that Finn Balor can head to WrestleMania and challenge Bobby Lashley for the IC title. Isn't that fantastic? Of course it is. Next, we get a. Uh, we we had a few of these during the evening. Some uh, some packages of um, uh, video packages, I should say, of Elias uh, being uh, being Elias in uh, in New York performing. I, you got to give credit to Elias. Only a true artiste would perform outside at night in the rain. Wearing a kimono. That, my friends, that, my friends, is, that's art. That is, a, that is someone who, uh, who um, that is someone who believes in what he does. And we love, love him for that. There were a few of these segments throughout the evening, and I'm going to be really, really honest with them, with you. Not that I'm not, usually. Uh, they were really, really bland and dry and kind of uninspired at the same time. That, uh, that wasn't great. Next up, Alistair Black and Ricochet versus The Revival. By the way, I, I hope you're doing well, ch uh, chat. I'm, I, I'll talk to you guys in a second here. But let's, let's talk about Alistair Black and Ricochet and The Revival. What do you guys think? Let's talk about that. Mm. I'm just so hyped tonight. I'm just so incredibly, incredibly hyped. Wouldn't you guys be hype? Um, I was really bummed when when uh, they started the intro introductions here because they dropped the really cool laser fog effect from Ricochet. Now they just sort of have like strobing colored lights. It's not the same. It's not the same as the uh, the laser lights. I thought I, that sucks. I really like that more. Ricochet's over. Like I mean, that's it's. Uh, I I think. Uh, I, uh, hopefully, you guys in chat you agree. Ricochet is uh, he's over. And that's. I'm really happy about that. Um. Um, so they, um, so anyway, so they get into the ring and they go immediately straight at it. Uh, the revival are in control. 
but uh, Alistair and Ricochet do uh, start. They're starting to get some double team offense in. They're starting to mesh more uh, as a tag team. Because if you if you had noticed over the past few weeks, even though we're really really excited for Alistair and Ricochet, you know they they don't exactly work as a tag team like actually performing tag team stuff together. But tonight they did do uh, Ricochet, uh, not Ricochet, but Alistair doing a pop up uh, drop kick, so tossing uh, Ricochet into the air, and uh, and uh, Ricochet hitting a drop kick on the revival. That is instantly followed by NXT chants. Uh, Dawson grabs uh, Black's leg. That allows um, that allows Wilder to get in control. Um, but uh, quickly thereafter, Dawson gets back in, gets uh, Alistair Black in a hammerlock. Uh, Ricochet then uh, leapfro- gets in leapfrogs over the revival. Um, Alistair moves in immediately with the kick, followed by a drop kick by Ricochet. The revival are on the are on the outside. Black goes for a dive, but instead does his moonsault. But he lands on his feet, but doesn't do the the sit down thing. I don't know if that was a um, there. It felt like there was a little bit a moment, a quick moment of confusion there, like someone was supposed to do something and it didn't happen. But he doesn't sit. Uh, Ricochet misses his uh, moonsault off the apron, but Alistair Black hits a meteora uh, off the apron onto the revival, and he lands hard on his knees, folks. That uh, that looked pretty harsh. You know, you got to be careful how you use your knees, how you spend time with your knees, on your knees, doing stuff with your knees. Your knees are important. Back from commercial, Dawson has Ricochet in a submission uh, hold, but eh, Ricochet uh, fights out of it, uh, or tries to fight out of it, I should say. He gets uh, slammed. Uh, Dawson tries to hit some elbow drops, but he can't because Ricochet's rolling out of the way. Uh, the Revival, though, hit a double-team suplex, cover Ricochet for two. Ricochet fights off both members of the Revival, hits a neck breaker on Wilder. Finally, he gets the hot tag to Ricochet, uh, to Alistair Black. Black hits some running forearms, some kicks. He leg sweeps Dawson. He hits a lion salt on both uh, members of the Revival. And this all comes to an end when Dawson av- avoids a Black Mass, hits a DDT on Alistair. He covers him, but Ricochet breaks up the pin. And I like that. <clears throat> I like the fact that uh, uh, Dawson's DDT, which is a, a nice, snappy, snug-looking DDT, um, needs to be broken up. You know, it's not just a regular kickout that's required. I like that. Um, the, and soon after this, Aleister Black hits a double black mass. Like one black mass for the price of two faces on the revival, just boom, boom, knocks them both down. 630 by Ricochet, and they have beaten the revival again. Uh, again, but the revival retained because it was a non title match. So I guess we're setting something up for WrestleMania. So there you go. Let's see what chat is talking about here. So CM Phil says, uh, why keep having Black and Ricochet beat your champions? There are plenty of jobbers they can beat. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird title run for the for the revival, isn't it? I agree. Uh, Shane Haas says, when I was a kid, it used to drive me nuts. When the bad guys lost but didn't lose the titles, I would scream at my TV. Yeah, eh, 
yes, and yeah, those are those are indeed uh, some some callbacks. Um, Jay King says all this match told me was that they need to unify those tag titles fast and make just one division. And Jamie Tanak says I've been saying he agrees saying that uh, I saying that he's been saying that about the tag and women's divisions for the longest. All right, so next, let's move along here. Keep talking about uh, about Monday Night Raw. This is probably setting up something for WrestleMania. What do you guys think in chat? Do you think uh, Alistair and uh, and Ricochet are destined to win the titles now in WrestleMania? I'll... They've been virtually unstoppable. The match they lost at uh, at Fastlane, they didn't even get pinned for it. Let me know what you guys think. Next, we have Drew McIntyre coming out for a promo. He says uh, he tells the audience he doesn't give a damn if you like him, but y'all will respect him. And he's still waiting for Roman's answer because he gave he gave Roman a challenge to fight him at WrestleMania, and he hasn't heard yet. So, you know, of course, just to make sure that our P-brains remember what happens, what happened last week, they recap the challenge from last week or, and, you know, the, the attacks on the shield from the wheel from the week uh, previous to that. And he says, for the love of God, Roman, he hopes his family talked to him and refuted, told him, he hopes that Roman was told to refute his challenge. He's saying, you know, he exterminated the Shield last week. He beat Seth, the number one contender for the Universal title. And he's appealing now to Joe, the man, the father, the husband. Haven't you put your family through enough? Don't accept my challenge, is what he's saying. And he said he's going to stay all night in the ring until he gets an answer to the challenge. Now, why is he going to stay in the ring? Waiting for an answer if the answer he wants is no. Like he literally, if what he wants is is Roman to come out and say, no, I'm not going to accept your challenge. Just wait backstage. Now I get it. He want, if Roman was to come out and say no, it'll just be, it'll just be humiliating in public, right? And we know that's not what's going to happen. It's just weird. It's just weird motivation. I'm going to stay here. You should say no, but I'm going to stay here in the ring until you come out. And tell me no. Well, Roman does come out to a nice reaction. Let's keep, let's talk about these nice reactions that Roman's getting. You know, we always use, used to mention how bad his reactions were. Well, let's be fair and balanced, such as certain cable news networks. Let's, uh, let's report when his um, when his uh, reactions are good, when Roman comes out and he accepts the challenge and he says, "I'm going to tell you one thing," and this is no, he says Roman accepts the challenge. Now I'm going to tell you something, and it's not coming from Roman. Never run your mouth about my wife and kids. And he just slugs Drew McIntyre. He goes right after him, tosses him on the outside. He posts him, but Roman gets a low blow. From Drew and the Claymore follows. Which was a a nice uh, nice little segment here. 
I liked it. I thought it was a, a good little way to just push this story forward. I'm going to tell you, as far as the uh, point A to point B, 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 B stories went tonight, this was not. We went point A to point B to point C. So you know what that means. You know how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a positive. I thought this was actually well done. Advance the storyline. There's only two weeks left, Warren. Still, it advanced. Uh, how do you guys? Uh, how do you guys feel about this in the uh, in the chat? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, 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 no. CM Phil has an unpopular opinion. He says Drew should win at WrestleMania. He says he won't, though. Shane agrees. Jay King agrees. Michael Stepney agrees. Wow. Look at you guys. All in agreement. Roman Roman winning, uh, losing uh, his big return match at WrestleMania. You guys know that's not happening. And the thing here is that, you know... If the the most important thing they can do here is just make make sure that Drew looks strong. That's all. That's all that needs to happen here. That's all that needs to happen. Sasha Banks comes out in her hometown of Boston, Massachusetts, uh, versus Natalia, and. Uh, crowd was happy to see her why wouldn't they be i'm happy to see sasha banks she she's she's a she's a fun person to see you know if she were to if she were to walk into my dinner party it'd be like hey everyone it's boss time i will always maybe slight tangent but i will always throughout throughout all of Rhonda's promos, I will always remember the moment where she said about uh, about Sasha Banks when things started getting tense between them and the respect was starting to erode. She was saying, she told you know, she's talking about Sasha Banks and how you know she, you know she's above wrestling. She's not about wrestling. I'm about wrestling. She lives the lifestyle of a boss. I will always remember that. Natalia and Sasha start to start off. They trade some chops to begin with. Uh, Sasha with a couple of flying wrist lock takedowns. Uh, Natalia then gets a, a beautifully executed surfboard on, uh, on Sasha. And she held her up there for a while. That was really neat. Sasha rolled out of it, though. She tries to roll Natalia, uh, Natalia up, who blocks the attempt and tries to get Sasha into a sharpshooter. Natalia gets kicked out of the ring, though. Uh, they fight to the outside, but Sasha head scissors Natalia off the apron, double knees against the barricade, and we go to commercial. Back from commercial, Natalia has Sasha in an over-the-shoulder backbreaker, but Sasha rolls out for a pin attempt. Uh, Natalia hits a wheelbarrow uh, sit-out slam, I guess, because she lands on her butt. Her, uh, her being um, 
No, it wasn't a sit out. She just dropped her. Uh, she just, Natalia just dropped Sasha on her. But uh, Natalia tries to do this step over running thing, but Sasha grabs her leg as she steps over her and gets right into the bank statement. Sasha rolls back to the middle of the ring to try and keep Natalia from hitting the ropes, but Natalia ring smarts. She rolls over a little more. That was a mistake by on Sasha's part because it allowed Natalia to get the sharpshooter on and uh, Sasha eventually cracks out of it. And of course, out come Nia Jax and Tamina. <clears throat> also known as the Charisma Vacuum. That was not uh, that was not something for me. <laughs> but but the thing here, the story here is that Beth Phoenix came out. Well, she didn't come out. She was she accompanied Natalia to the ring, excuse me. But Beth Phoenix took the heels out. She handled it. And boy, did she she laid into Tamina. I thought Beth Phoenix really looked good. Like she had a fire. She was she's into this. She's ready. Um, you know, they were talking about ring rust and not being around. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, throwing a few forearms and hitting your finisher. Uh, being proof that there's no ring rust, but she did look good. I thought that she looked really, really good. Um, so, um, so basically, she beats up the the heels. She hits the uh, glam slam on Tamina. Fine little segment here that uh, that finally culminated with. Uh, Sasha and Bailey backstage saying, you know, that they're ready to take on anyone, you know, and if these tag teams, they all want to mess with them, well, they can, with with the Boston Hug connection, well, they can fight, come fight us at WrestleMania, and it's confirmed, it's been confirmed. My sources have, have announced that it has been confirmed by WWE. We were expecting it, but it's going to happen. Fatal four-way for the women's tag titles at WrestleMania. The Champs, the Boston Hug Connection versus the Divas of Doom versus the Charisma Vacuum versus the Iconics. How do you guys feel about the match? How do you guys feel about that match? Let me know. Talk to me, guys. I just saw one thing really quickly. Um, uh, Jay King says, I'm still lost on what... Tamina's character is supposed to be. I think you might be you might be asking questions that most people haven't even thought about that very question to begin with. Don't don't worry about it. So there we go. So that was uh <clears throat> A neat little match that set everything up nice and proper. That was good for me. Was it good for you? It was good for me. Then we have another segment backstage with Kurt Angle, who says he's happy that Joe is uh, coming over as part of his uh, as part of his uh, uh, goodbye um, farewell tour. And then Baron Corbin comes in and talks some trash. I was lost. And speaking of talking trash or just trash overall, Alexa Bliss comes out, but she's not the trash. 
Alexa Bliss is not trash. But, you know, she's, uh, well, she she comes, let me walk through this a little bit. Just a, just a wee bit. It's a moment of bliss segment. And she says, you know, that she's very proud. Very, very proud to be, uh, to be host of WrestleMania this year. And she says, you know, since I've become, um, since I've become the host of WrestleMania, the card has just been getting better. Well, the card has just been being booked. <laughs> it's just been announcing matches, really. Um, <laughs> and uh, and she says, you know, um, so she's taking credit for that. Uh, she's taking credit for having the women main event, which is fine. It's Alexa. And she recaps Braun getting into a feud with uh, Colin Jost of uh, Saturday Night Live. Now, I am entirely glossing over this segment because I thought it was a waste of time. And it's not, it's not because um, Jost and Che are, are bad. I think they're doing fantastic work with, with, uh, within the context. It's just, it's, doesn't it seem to you folks, ladies and gentlemen in the chat, doesn't it feel to you that every time WWE tries to involve celebrities into storylines, it's just a little too convoluted. It's not something we're interested in or invested in because it's not about the celebrities. It's really about our our wrestlers, our the, the characters, the athletes that we know and we want to see go forward. Because this one, it was a little long. It wasn't bad, but it was long. And the time that they're expending on this feud for what turns out to be is going to be a comedy spot during the Andre the Giant uh, Memorial Battle Royal. For the time that they're putting into this, I'm not interested because I know what's going to happen. They're going to cower away from Braun and from fighting for most of the match until Braun finally has them get these hands kind of thing. We And the other thing that's frustrating with this segment here is that if you go back to the beginning of my Raw recap and I was saying, you know, what would have been nice with the initial women's segment was to give them time to develop... They could have chopped this down to a quarter, a fraction of the time that was put into it, or just not put it on at all and let the women at first, the main event women, have a proper showcase moving forward. That's all I'm saying. This did not get me hype. Anyway, and uh, Chad doesn't seem to have uh, cared for the segment as well. Uh, there you go. Next, we have uh, Baron Corbin who comes out to fight Apollo Crews again this week. And we're back from commercial. The action's already started with Crews rolling Corbin up. 
Corbin, um, uh, rolling Corbin up for a pin, but he kicks out. Uh, Cruz hits a drop kick. Moonsault off the apron uh, onto Corbin is on the outside. Runs at Corbin then, uh, but he gets tossed into the post. Corbin headbutts him, slams Cruz down. He sort of spins him. It's like a spinning slam. Just tosses him into the air. And he covers him, but only gets two. Cruz fights back uh, with it. And Zaguri uh, goes up top, hits the frog splash, covers Corbin, who kicks out at two again. But uh, Corbin hits the end of days to bring an end to this little match, which, honestly, for what it was, nice little pace they had going. Cruz looked great. Corbin got uh, some nice offense in. Like, honestly, for what this was, it's absolutely, absolutely fine. And for good measure, Baron Corbin, because he's a dick, he hit another end of days after the win. Uh, and I'm going to tell you guys once again, and hopefully... Hopefully you can carry this message out into the into the internet ether. A lot of people are really, really mad that Baron Corbin is going to be the man who is going to be uh, uh, in the um, in the retirement match and Kurt Angle's retirement match opponent uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, and uh, this this is something that you have to keep in mind here. Now, Again this week, commentary was saying, oh, we understand that Baron Corbin is not the, uh, he's not the fan's choice. He isn't necessarily the person that people would like to see Kurt Angle wrestle at the, uh, at his retirement match. Just the fact that commentary are coming forward and saying that Baron Corbin is, isn't the right guy should be the should be the signal, the red flag that should pop up in your mind and say, ah, okay, we're we're gonna be swerved. And I really do think, like if I'm booking this, if I'm if you're handing me the book, you head into WrestleMania and it's still Corbin versus Angle. Angle squishy squashes Corbin. And then you bring out John Cena. And he comes to the ring and he says, Kurt, I'm going to give you a proper farewell. Ruthless aggression, whatever. I'm convinced that's what's going to happen. I'm convinced that's what's going to happen. All right. So uh, this was the moment also that was announced that Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte are going to be on ESPN tomorrow. I'm really pumped to to watch the uh, the excerpts that are going to follow. I'm really really pumped to watch this on YouTube. That can you imagine? Like I don't know. I don't know. It should be fun. Becky's going to be outstanding. She's going to be so good. And then next week, it was announced, we're getting a six 
woman tag match, okay? Of course, because of course, we have to have this the tag team where the opponents, the tag team match where the opponents are all on the same side and, oh, will they ever be able to coexist? It doesn't matter. And again, this match has no stakes. And not only does it have no stakes, but it has a stipulation where if any of the women on the match uh, are uh, sabotage the match for their team, so basically don't want to wrestle or uh, you know uh, try to knock each other out, they will have their spot at WrestleMania removed. So there's no stakes to the match, but you're adding a stipulation where they could be penalized. So what's the benefit of being in this match? And honestly, yes, at this stage, I would prefer Ronda cut a promo, Becky come out of nowhere to beat her up, Charlotte come out of nowhere to beat her up, and just have a good old-fashioned pull-apart brawl at the end rather than having this this trite, reheated garbage. (laughs) Baba Ruski in the chat says, Dear Ronda, Please sabotage. <laughs> Joe Anthony says the last time Rhonda was on ESPN, she got mad because someone told her she couldn't time travel. What? What? This is a, that's got to be a joke, right? And Anthony's laughing and apparently not. Jamie says, I'm hoping Charlotte breaks the stipulation and gets taken out of the match. Um, <laughs> didn't CrossFit Jesus say something about answering prayers? Help me, CrossFit Jesus. Let's talk about CrossFit Jesus. Who was, who does come out and cut a pro, he cuts a promo. Very solid babyface promo. I got to tell you guys, I've been a big, big fan of scrappy babyface Seth Rollins. I really have. As much as his heel work was outstanding i'm gonna do it i gotta uh i gotta tell you guys i really gotta tell you guys i thought that seth uh i think that seth's work has been outstanding and he's been he's so solid he's so so solid and he understands his role he says he wants to be a champion that inspires people like when he was growing up he would this champion's uh, uh, that uh, inspired him when he was watching wrestling were Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Triple H, John Cena, Ric Flair. And he says, Brock does not inspire people. This is the biggest match of his career because up until recently, he didn't realize how important this match was for you people. He didn't say you people. He said you guys, which is different from a you people promo. You guys, a you guys promo is... It's talking to your friends, your chums, your buds, your allies, whereas a you people promo, well, we know about those. I get accused of cutting those. Accused! Unjustly, unjustly accused. Um, He, uh, he says uh, he has to beat Brock because he cannot let Brock because the champion that defines this industry and we are going to go all together, so he invokes the army, all of the WWE universe to come behind him, to rally behind him, and we're going to go to the gates of Suplex City, and we are going to burn them down, and that brings Paul Heyman out, and he says that uh, he traveled to Boston to thank 
Seth for letting him know that the WrestleMania match was a rep was a handicap match. Brock versus Seth in the WWE universe, and he starts talking about starts mocking thoughts and prayers. You know, saying that uh, yeah, that's it. You know that uh, that uh, this is all about you know thoughts and prayers. Um, he says I'm. Um, he tells Seth that he's undersized and overconfident. And uh, finishes up his uh, his typically solid uh, um, Paul Heyman promo. Walks up the ramp, but as he's walking up, Seth sort of trudges up quickly behind him, and walking like this. And he comes up to him, and he says, uh, he tells Paul, he uh, he tells Paul, um, you know, he's not here. To ask and, and Paul falls to the ground because he's like, ah, no, don't, don't, don't hurt me. But Seth says he's not here to talk to ask for thoughts and prayers, but he's rather going to answer those thoughts and prayers because he is CrossFit Jesus, indeed. And that, folks, well, I guess you know how that made me feel. For those of you who are watching the video, the the dog on the uh, on the psychedelic background. It's great. I love that one. I love it. Next stop on the Kurt Angle farewell tour happens to be Samoa Joe. What brand split? What's a brand split? Anyway, Joe is there, and I interesting that WWE will mention the fact. That uh, that these two have a very storied feud. Didn't talk about TNA, but did nonetheless mention that they have a long-standing rivalry, which I always, which is which is cool because that is the case. And if you're a new to wrestling, perhaps, or perhaps you're just not aware of uh, of anything that happens outside of WWE, and I don't mean that in a uh, in a pejorative way. I don't mean that uh, nastily. Um, you know, to each his or her own. But you should take the time to f- go, especially if you have WWE. No, 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 you can't have, you don't have those on the network. That sucks. Um, no, you, you do need to seek out TNA matches between Samoa Joe and Kurt Angle. They do have a very storied feud, very violent feud. It was... Uh, it's something else. So it was nice that um, WWE allowed uh, allowed Joe and Kurt to have one last little thing uh, just to underscore that. Um, so uh, so basically, so Joe has a microphone coming to the ring and he says, Kurt, you know, even though we have a lot of memories, I'm not a sentimental man and I'm going to give you uh, I was wondering what kind of gift I should give you. Well, I'm going to give you the gift of a good night's sleep. Uh, so he goes right after Angle as he hits the ring, hits a suplex, some strikes. Angle goes for a German suplex, but Joe holds onto the ropes and blocks it. Um, he oh, was it at this point, or um, was it at this point that they did the headbutt? Uh, I think so. Yeah, where they uh, they recall that vicious, vicious fucking headbutt. That Kurt Angle gave um, Samoa Joe during a stare down. Um, 
the um, Joe is uh, very much in control. Hits a snapmare and a basement drop kick on uh, on Angle. Kurt get, gets tossed out of the ring, and Joe does his big dive onto Kurt to the outside. Props for Angle for taking that bump. You know, Ang- Kurt he's a little you know he's a little stiffer. He's not as loose as he once was. Um, good for, you know, good for him. He doesn't have to be taking these bumps at this point. Um, Joe, uh, back from commercial, Joe is working down angle. Joe runs the ropes, but Kurt snaps a waist lock on him and hits the three Germans covers, but only gets two. The angle slam is blocked. Instead, uh, there's, uh, uh, an, ato- an inverted atomic drop kick and sent on by Samoa Joe covers angle, but only gets two. Finally, Angle gets him into an angle slam, covers Joe, who kicks out at two. The ankle lock is avoided by Samoa Joe. Uh, Instead, he hits a spinning power slam, covers uh, Angle, again, only gets two. A not pretty at all missile dropkick by Kurt Angle uh, happens to avoid a, a, a muscle buster. The angle slam is avoided again. Angle rolls through a urinagi, runs the ropes, but the Kikina clutch gets locked in. However, Angle pushes back Joe, who falls to the ground, onto his back. Angle bridges, keeps Joe's uh, uh, shoulders uh, firmly to the ground for the win. For the win. And somewhere, and tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Kurt Angle is fighting AJ Styles, who is another guy he had another storied feud with in TNA. And somewhere, Dixie Carter is sitting around and she has a big grin on her face. <clears throat> Next, we had Triple H coming out to uh, hype up his um, his match with um to hype up his match with um with Batista isn't that it for WrestleMania that's what he's doing he can first but he starts by congratulating the women for being in the main event this year he congratulates in fact women past and present and underscores the fact that this event here was not given it was earned um Triple H is known to have been a very vocal proponent for of women's wrestling in WWE backstage, big supporter slash defender. Um, so that was nice. That was a nice touch on that end. Kind of glad it was him that did it and not Stephanie McMahon. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? He says he has a letter from uh, Dave Batista's lawyer that he's trying to get out of his jacket pocket, but can't. <laughs> he struggles with it. Uh, but the um, the letter says that uh, Batista won't be con- competing at WrestleMania until he, unless he gets one more stip. Now, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut cut to the essentials of this excellent promo that Triple H cut. A uh, really nice moment here. Uh, where he um, where he says, you know, he tells Batista, you know, you quit because you couldn't beat John Cena. Uh, he makes a, uh, a uh, you know, when he opens up the letter, he says, you know, Batista, you know, he's just been rambling in this. He says, give me what I want. Give me, 
give me what I want, what I really, really want. And he ends up making a Spice Girls joke, which is, it's nice that he's able to have enough self-derision to make fun of that really awkward moment. He even talked about the 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 spit on the microphone. It was a f- such a good promo. Anyway, he calls Batista a self-deluded douchebag and accepts the match with the extra stipulation where if uh, Triple H loses... His career is over. He can't compete in a in a WWE ring anymore. I I really liked it because Triple H felt really natural, felt uh, very very comfortable. Uh, I think he's also very comfortable when he's in a position where he can crack some jokes, throw a bit of shade towards Batista's way as well. I thought this was a really really good promo. And I was talking with Anthony in uh, I was talking with Anthony during the show, Anthony of Smart to Death. And uh, you know, Anthony was saying how great a promo Triple H was. You know, Triple H became a great promo once his career was over. Because he wasn't that great a talker. Back when, back even when he was the leader of DX, he's, he, his mic skills ah were never ah. You know, that <laughs> that that comes from something. But, I mean, he... It seems to me his promo game has elevated since then. Since uh, deciding to, uh, to, re- to, uh, to focus on, uh, on, uh, on uh, the corporate side. And I'm okay with that. Good for him. Good for him. Because, uh... Because I like me a good promo. Okay. Um, <laughs> and finally, we have our main event. We have our 10-minute last man standing match that was set up earlier in the evening when Drew McIntyre ran into Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose took offense of uh, took offense to Drew McIntyre calling him a cockroach, saying, I'm not dead. You, you haven't squished me. I'm still here. Why don't we go at it tonight, last man standing? 10-minute last man standing, people. Makes my heart cry. But they go right at it. Minute the minute the bell rings, uh, Dean tosses Drew to the outside, and Drew, uh, man, Drew flew to the outside like he had some major elevation. Uh, Dean goes to the top rope and uh, hits a double axe handle on on Drew, but Drew moves out of the way. Drew then whips Dean into the barricade, and we get a commercial like a minute into the match or a minute. 20 seconds and we're already in a commercial. I'm like, what the hell? There's nine minutes left to the show at this point. Dean, um, back from commercial, Dean is going uh, going to the top rope and jumps off, but he eats a kendo stick to the abdomen, the midsection. Drew had one of those and then do, Drew drives the kendo stick into Dean Ambrose's eye, kind of like he did with the pencil last week. Dean sends Drew to the outside and dives onto him, driving him into the barricade. Drew then smacks Dean with a headbutt. Woohoo! He slingshots Dean under the ring into the steel, uh, the steel railing that's underneath the supports. And Drew then slams some stairs onto Dean. Back in the ring, Dean uh, Dean reverses 
his fortune and smashes Drew onto a chair. Dean hits dirty deeds on Drew, but Drew beats the count. So Dean goes and gets a table, sets it up in a corner. Drew slams Dean through the table. And when Dean gets back up, he eats a Claymore for the win. I mean, Drew had to win here. Dean is definitely on his way out because Dirty Deeds didn't finish the job. So, you know, the we keep talking about we keep talking about the uh, we keep talking about the um, Kurt Angle uh, farewell tour, but we're definitely on Dean's here. If Dirty Deeds can't put a guy away, even if it's supposed to be, even if, if it's supposed to be Drew, look, if if the idea here was for Drew to come across as a monster who will kick out of Dirty Deeds, commentary has to follow. Commentary has to freak the fuck out. And they did not. It, it should have been, <gasps> Drew McIntyre is up. He, he, he wasn't, Dirty Deeds couldn't do the job. What kind of monster is this? You know, that kind of stuff. That's dumb. I mean, the result was inevitable. Drew had to win. But it was dumb. You know, I'm actually looking forward to Drew versus Roman at WrestleMania. It could be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's the uh, it's the best possible match for both guys. So that was Monday Night Raw. All right. <laughs> just had just one more time. Um this way you know, that's it. It's, ah, uh, I'm glad I get the time to sit around and recap and sort of be stupid about it because it makes me feel better about watching the show, a show like this. It was, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was long in the tooth and uh, a couple of nice bright spots, especially when the, uh, considering promos, uh, when you consider the promos. But man, I mean, there was, again, so much inconsequential shit happening. And I don't understand why they're putting their main event women in these nonsensical triple threat matches and then next week. It just doesn't make sense. It, it's their biggest match of the year. And they're having, they're having them do run-of-the-mill, uninspired garbage. But you know what? I'm going to be back next week. To do it again because I love it. I love you guys. And even before next week, I'm going to come back tomorrow, Tuesday, after SmackDown. SmackDown Live, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. To do another recap of uh, of SmackDown this time. And I want to thank everyone. Wait, is I, Shane Haas says, was that hard to bear? Is this a joke on my, on my, on my hoodie, Shane? It's a, it's a bit... I like my bear, and not only, I don't know if you could see this properly, I'm going to lift it up a bit, but it's a bear on a trike. He's on a little tricycle. He's a very capable bear. Don't mess with my bear. So guys, come and join me uh, if you want live.
for my SmackDown Live recap. Otherwise, you can watch this at any time on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite pod, pod, podcasting application. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes. I want to thank everyone for coming out this evening. I'll see you next time. Bye.